And welcome to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard, your host. Thank you very much for joining me on the program this morning. WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. Well, if you didn't blow away this past week, you've uh, you made it to the weekend. Oh, my goodness. Wow. It was windy the other day, <laughs> this week. Oh my goodness! Did you? And and I don't know if you saw that it was. I and and I, I saw it in a couple of different places. Uh, that uh, I guess stressed the importance of uh, battening down the hatches there and uh, securing the uh, the shanty there. Somebody uh, uh, shared a video. I saw it on Facebook. Uh, like I said, in a couple of different places where. Uh, Somebody's shanty, uh, and it wasn't like one of those, you know, pop-up ones either. This this looked like one of those uh, wooden ones, you know, and it's like blown right across the uh, the ice and on on one of those uh, on one of those lakes up by uh, up in Winona there as you uh, you know drive along. <sighs> wow. Okay. You know it's windy. Mm. That uh, that was something that I you know we just it's. It's been a always something. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. I'm sure it's happened. Don't get me wrong, but uh, uh, and, and I could certainly see it if you've got one of those, you know, portable pop up shanties that that are so popular. But no, this this uh, I don't know, shack maybe is is quite the eh, maybe that's a little closer than a a, a shanty. But you know, hey, um, either way, it was. Uh, the winds were blowing. My goodness, mm. and it's certainly uh, certainly something to see. And I, you know, I suppose once it gets going, and and you know, there's no no snow, and I'm sure that there probably was a little water on the ice as well. Just it was uh, probably more like a a hockey rink or a skating rink than anything else. So yeah, once you get it going, I suppose yeah. It, Mother Nature showing us her power, and that's been you know part of the the issue I think uh, with this uh, uh, weather that we've had here the last week is that uh, uh, it's just kind of kind of mess things up just a little bit as far as uh, certainly the uh, the ice goes. Um, seeing a lot of reports and hearing some reports talking to the folks up at Fat Cat this morning here that. Uh, um, the ice around the edges uh, of whether it's a river, lake, what have you, are uh, are kind of soft. You know, it, 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 
the colder weather that we've had at night has kind of helped stabilize things. But, yeah, I think there's probably uh, a few places there where it's uh, uh, a little soft. Um, so I guess just make sure that you're where you're headed when you're uh, wandering out to, on the ice there to do a little fishing this weekend. Um, but, yeah, skip the... Uh, Skip the currented area. You know, areas where there's current is going to be the uh, probably the most. Uh, those are the areas I'd be kind of most wary of, uh, and I've I've seen that uh, in uh, a, a couple of different places. The, the folks at Fat Cat, of course, but uh, um, seen some other places as well where it's like, yeah, currented areas are kind of uh, uh, a little tricky right now. So you know where you got those little springs and. Any kind of a little feeder creek or anything like that where there's, you know, um, water moving, then, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd maybe try to find those areas. But uh, um, there's still some decent ice in places. Um, I think, you know, Lake Onalaska, and, you know, I, it, it's just, it's, this is, to me, it just, it's like it's January 12th. We should be, you know, Plenty of solid ice, and I'm sure there is. Don't get me wrong, but it just this. I don't know. Maybe this weather just makes me feel more like it's you know about six weeks from now, kind of like the tail end of February or something like that, where we're thinking more about open water and things like that. And you know, certainly there's uh, opportunities to do some open water fishing as well. Um, somebody was. As I was headed in this morning, somebody was stopped at the quick trip there, had the boat on the back end there, and probably getting ready to uh, to head out. And yeah, there is some open water, and, and certainly there are uh, uh, opportunities for uh, um, for that. Um, I am seeing some reports, though, that uh, if you are headed out to, uh, on the open water, that there are um, there are some you know chunks of ice that are coming through the locks and dams and. Uh, making fishing a little bit trickier or whatever. So just uh, just be aware of those sorts of things when you're, uh, if you are going to head out anyway, that uh, um, we don't want a Titanic kind of incident there. <clears throat> no icebergs. Although, you know, the flow itself isn't, uh, I would say, probably all that. It's, it's not that fast. Um, Right now, I'm seeing uh, flow is well, it's about twenty six thousand at Winona or up at Dresback here, and um, otherwise, it's it's all kind of upper twenties and low thirties in the area uh, as far as as flow, which you know isn't that bad. So it, it's, but I you know, uh, I would imagine you know it'll you get below the dams there uh, if you get a little tickle, and they might be a little bit of a shot as they come across the, uh, come through the dams, but once they uh, get through and, and start heading down river, then they'll slow down a little bit. Just be careful if you're headed out there, you know, like I said, that, that'll be, uh, that would be interesting anyway. But yeah, it, it, the, the ice is uh, doing weird things. So yeah, it, it the, the, uh, in a lot of places, the edges are soft, um, but again, the cold is, is helping out. And uh, 
earlier up, uh, Jared up at Fat Cat there, it's like uh, apparently somebody was uh, trying to give their car or truck a uh, a car wash too. Somebody was driving around on Lake on Alaska as well, which <sighs> sadly is uh, not a recommended thing to do probably. Um, but some people are just, you know, not that bright. I, I, you know, not to mention the fact that, I mean, what a giant hassle that is to get that thing. You know, if you get it, if you put a vehicle through, you got to pull it out. It's not like you can just leave it there. So you got to, uh. And that that is not ex, or not an inexpensive proposition by any stretch. I mean, the last, you know, what, a couple thousand maybe at least just to pull that thing out? Yeah, and it's just not not worth the effort. Not worth the effort. But yeah, and uh, it's just be careful if you're headed out there. Like I said, I just I just have that feeling that, you know, there are some great places where there's good ice and everything like that, but um, it just seems like there's more, a, a growing number of places where the ice is a little on the sketchy side. And, of course, too, with the, you know, the, like I said, with the current areas, too, it's, uh, um, you know, it, it eats it from underneath as well. So you can't really tell a lot of places where uh, where that thin ice is. So make sure you got all the, you know, the rope, the picks, and spud and all that good stuff so if you do get to a good you know some good places then hey you're in uh you're in good shape uh the fishing is uh is doing pretty well you know and i think as this uh front kind of moves through as well the the pan fishing um uh, fishing in general i think will be good uh this weekend and today um certainly um but Fish have been at least the last few days, anyway. Like I said, have been a little on the uh, a little bit on the picky side there. Um, but if you you know you do manage to get into some fish, hey, and, and the nice thing is, is is guys are catching some decent sizes as well. Um, I know in the past few weeks, anyway, it's been kind of uh, so so. You got to sort through a lot of fish and everything, but it, it now seems like uh, uh, decent sizes are uh, are being caught. As far as uh, as far as the panfish goes, you know, crappies, bluegills, uh, perch, that kind of thing. Um, so that's uh, that's good. The best news is actually if uh, if you're uh, into tip up fishing, um, boy, this is a great time now to uh, to get out there. Uh, I was talking to my buddy Jeff the other day. Said that uh, up by Trempolo anyway, somebody uh, some kids were fishing and doing some tip up fishing. Uh, and caught a really, really nice sized northern there. Uh, and like I said, when I was talking to the folks at Fact, I was asking about that, like forty five inches. Um, <laughs> that's that's an impressive northern. There's no doubt about that. That uh, wow, love to pull that. Gonna uh, be one of those where you need a bigger hole. Talk a little bit about that. It's like you know. It's a hard enough challenge, you know. It, it, think about that. It's, it's just the the challenge of that. So that I mean, that's some some pretty good fishing there. 
But yeah, the uh, 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 the tip-ups are, and that's probably what I would recommend if you're going to head out th- this weekend. This is probably what you you want to be thinking about is uh, doing some tip-up fishing. Uh, Northerns, uh, the bite is pretty good right now. Uh, it, it seems like, uh, and I'll touch on this here in a little while as well. But uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, forage for them as well. A lot of uh, uh, dead shad going on right now, uh, or found out on the the waterways. And um, I can't imagine it's gotten cold enough for uh, things to get sort of ice locked. But uh, maybe there are a few places where uh, where that's happened. And uh, but uh, again, you know, and and certainly northerns are going to be feasting on dead shad and things like that. The other thing, too, along with that, uh, uh, found out as well, is that uh, the bass bite on tip-ups is doing pretty well. So nothing wrong with that as well. Always good to get northerns, but, hey, you know, take a few bass here and there. So that's, uh, and I would assume they're probably feeding on some of the same things as well, but... uh, that's what I think I would be thinking about anyway this weekend is a little tip-up fishing and just a chunk of minnow or a dead, you know, dead minnow, what have you. I mean, and I think uh, uh, you might do all right. Just drill the hole big enough for those 45 inches. Um, it's uh, always good to try to haul those through the, uh, that's a good problem to have, I guess. <laughs> So, but anyhow, so that's kind of the, the fishing report this morning here. And, um, I, and I, like I said, I, I think there's, you know, decent ice in places. So whether you want to head down to Stoddard or up to Lake Onalaska or, uh, the three lakes area, uh, just as long as you are uh, avoiding areas where there's, I think there's current and water, you'll find good ice. Um, maybe not great ice, but good ice and, uh, certainly, uh, certainly a few fish. Might be a little harder than normal, but uh, um, hey, that's uh, no one ever said it. Would, you know, you're never guaranteed getting fish. The only thing I would suggest is uh, uh, if the winds kick up, make sure your shanty is locked down tight. <laughs> get some uh, get some stakes and pound those suckers in. Good. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> we'll take a break and come back in just a few moments as WKTY Outdoors continues on this Saturday morning. Here on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. It's 823. Everybody needs space. Your ideas need space. Space to grow, to go from a concept you have to a thriving business. Tony Ryerson from Coldwell Banker River Valley Realtors can help you find that space. Right now, he can help you get into leasing a 4,800-square-foot heated warehouse with offices in La Crosse. The right amount of room to fulfill your dream of your own business. Whatever you're looking for, Tony can seek it out. Get the location you've always wanted and can finally afford. Contact Tony at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. My name is Mira Batra. I have been in this country 32 years, and this is how I live united. America has always been the land of promise, and in my community, many families have come for a better life. Coming from another culture myself, I know the desire to become part of a community, to feel at home, and to gain the tools for our children and families to succeed. 
So I advocate for these families with United Way. United Way empowers them to look beyond their histories and to see what opportunities are available. We help them get involved with their kids' schools, network within the community, and when we do, we unite them. We make the community stronger. What I do is something I wish someone had done for me, and I am so grateful I am able to. My name is Meera Batra. I help families see opportunities and succeed. I don't just wear the shirt. I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Seven FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. It is 825, and WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And before we hop back into uh, talk of the outdoors here, uh, take a quick peek at the sports calendar here today, which is uh, pretty much dominated by NFL playoff football this weekend. And... Uh, Good games across the board here, I think. Uh, We're going to start things off this afternoon at 3 o'clock with the uh, Colts and Chiefs, uh, and that will be followed by uh, the Cowboys and Rams game uh, at about 6.45 or so, give or take. Uh, And then uh, tomorrow, starting at 11.30, the uh, pregame show gets underway for the uh, early game, which is the Chargers at the Patriots, and uh, we'll wrap the weekend up with uh, the uh, Eagles and Saints, which ought to be a, uh, a dan- I think that might be the better, the best game of the weekend, um, potentially anyway. So, uh, but yeah, so we've got all that for you this weekend, and uh, it ought to be a uh, ought to be a good one for football fans. Enjoy that uh, very very much. So we'll have all that action for you again, starting at three o'clock this afternoon here on uh, here on WKTY. And uh, also, you know, I overlooked, I forgot about this as well. The other thing, too, that I think is going to uh, um, help things out as far as fishing this weekend, anyway, goes, uh, is that uh, it seemed, at least in the last couple of days, anyway, things have stabilized as far as the uh, uh, river goes. It's down to about uh, 5.8 feet right now here in La Crosse. So, uh, and uh, like I said, it uh, it's come down about... Uh, Three tenths of a foot in the last since uh, like Thursday, but uh, um, looking like it'll be fairly fairly stable here at the moment. They haven't gotten much. I don't think they've gotten much uh, up north anyway. Um, so that'll uh, help conditions out anyway. You know, like I said, it's stable and that'll be a good thing as well. And. Uh, um, don't overlook true that the uh, and and I heard too that uh, actually last weekend was the first weekend here for uh, uh, catch and release in Wisconsin for trout fishing and heard some good things. Uh, what did my buddy Jeff say? Somebody caught and I can't remember where it was. I don't know if it was spring cool somewhere down in that neck of the woods anyway. Um, but somebody caught a nice twenty uh, four incher, uh, which ooh, I would love to catch that. Um, 
but again, I, I, I don't recall from my uh, conversation with him, but I mean, that's a, you know, that's a pretty nice, nice sized trout. But he could be making it up too and just giving me, spinning a tail because although, you know, fishermen never exaggerate the length of their fish, you know. I mean, I've caught 40 inch bluegills, so, you know, it's, it's true. <laughs> Something like that anyway. Well, okay, maybe if you put a couple of them together, but anyway, <laughs> you get the, you get the idea, but. No, it uh, it sounded like it was uh, a good weekend last weekend for uh, uh, the start of the uh, catch and release season. Shouldn't be too bad this weekend. And you know, the nice thing is, is that um, you know the winds died down, and it's uh, there isn't a ton of snow melt. I don't think anyway, um, not anymore. So you don't have to worry about that kind of messing up the conditions. Um, but yeah, I I would, you know, if you if you're not interested in doing some ice fishing this weekend, that's another, certainly another option that uh, that you can think of, or that you could pursue anyway. So, and again, I get it; it's all it's all catch and release at this point, which is okay. Anyhow, let's uh, let's talk. And I, I, I was talking in the fishing report a little earlier here that uh, the northern bite is uh, picked up here because there's a lot of. Uh, a lot of dead shad in the water, and, you know, that's, uh, they're foragers, you know, they're scavengers, so they'll, they will eat those fish, but, you know, how does it get to that point? Um, really, it comes down to uh, dissolved oxygen in the waters where, uh, where you fish, and, and that's how fish breathe, um, and as the, uh, the name kind of implies, dissolved oxygen is, uh, just simply oxygen that's broken down into very small molecules that uh, are absorbed into the bloodstream of a fish through the gills. So, you know, for example, if you know you or I go into a room with little or no air, we'd have trouble breathing or ultimately suffocate. Same goes for fish. You know, if there's no uh, dissolved oxygen in part or uh, you know or in part in in a body of water. You won't find fish there. Dissolved oxygen, uh, what it is actually, is is created by diffusion from the atmosphere, you know, wave action or wave action current uh, that beats the oxygen into smaller and smaller pieces and uh, in photosynthesis as well. Uh, this last one, photosynthesis, comes about when plants release, uh, receive sunlight and uh, they'll give off oxygen into the water. Uh, this also means that dissolved oxygen levels will de- decrease at night since the plants aren't actively making dissolved oxygen. Um, so there's, you know, besides cover, there's, you know, more than one reason certainly for uh, uh, trying to find fish in the plants and weeds during the summer months. Um, so there's that as well. Uh, unfortunately, uh, and the same holds true in winter as well, uh, unfortunately, too many plants can be a factor in reducing levels of dissolved oxygen in the water. When there are too many plants, they actually will uh, will take in more oxygen from the water than what's being pumped back out. Doesn't make sense, but it's true. It really is. 
some other factors for oxygen depletion include uh, you know, manure or fertilizer spills. Again, they'll increase the aquatic plants or algae in a body of water, and uh, that'll just suck to the oxygen out of the water, and that's what the fish need. And, and you know, we've all heard and seen and read reports where, you know, there's been a, a manure spill or something, and it's gotten into a creek, and all these fish have died. That's what happens. So, And you also, you know, in the wintertime here, you're going to see areas of water uh, get iced in so much that there's little or no current or uh, a way for the water to get much sunlight or wave action. Um, maybe not that. That might not necessarily be much of a case this year anyway, but um, it, it certainly happened in the past. And I'm sure there'll be areas around here where that will uh, happen, little backwater areas and side channels and things like that. And what happens is is that the oxygen gets uh, used up and the fish die. Usually those uh, smelly, stinky gizzard shad, Oof. they smell bad. There's just no doubt about it. Uh, but also, since the sun is, uh, in wintertime, is uh, lower in the sky, there just isn't as much light penetration. Um, the snow, when there's snow cover on there as well, that also will affect things as well. But again, uh, we certainly don't have to uh, have to worry about that <laughs> at this particular point. Um, and there's open water as well, so you've got current there as well. But anyhow... Um, so what that happens, you know, when the when there's ice and snow and and lower light penetration, uh, it just means that the the plants there will not be generating oxygen to replace what's uh, being used. So you know, either the fish move to areas where there is enough oxygen for them to survive and thrive, uh, or else uh, if they get iced in, then uh, unfortunately they uh, they die. So it's. Uh, it's just one of those things that, that Mother Nature uh, has. Uh, you know, the other thing, too, is um, uh, oxygenated water is different in the winter versus the summer. Um, in fact, warm water, when it's, you know, 80 degrees, like in the summertime, uh, actually only contains about two-thirds of the dissolved oxygen when compared to the same body of water uh, in early winter when the temperature is uh, about half of that. So there is uh, there is that as well. So there's actually this time of year um, there might actually be more dissolved oxygen in the water, uh, and you know as we get into spring and things like that, there's more in the water than uh, than actually during the summer, which I guess just seems kind of the opposite of what you would think, but that's science for you. So ultimately, what this means is when you're headed out this winter fishing. Uh, either, you know, in a boat or on the ice, uh, is that you should be looking for places with viable plants, weeds, what have you. And, you know, they should be generating enough oxygen to maintain a good circle of life. You know, the small zooplankton, the the bait fish to the predator fish, you get the idea. Uh, they'll all be in those, uh, in those areas. Um, yeah, you know, and and certainly this winter we're able to get uh, a little bit of a benefit here from uh, uh, more open water, so therefore more wave action. 
uh, action in spots. Um, so therefore more dissolved oxygen in the water, but you know, it's no, you know, we get a cold snap here and I think next, not this coming week and maybe not next weekend, but, uh, um, the following week is, is what I kind of heard is that we're going to start to see maybe, maybe some temperatures down into the single digits and a, uh, a proper winter weather, bit of weather anyway. But anyhow, um, like I said, there's no guarantee uh, it's going to last forever anyhow. So um, as far as, you know, what you're fishing with, uh, fresh bait, always a good thing. Um, Always, uh, you know, just... and how it relates to fishing, you want a good active fish that, that, um, and certainly I think, you know, your minnows and things like that are going to be a little more lively, a little more active, um, you know, for a while anyway, once you, you drop them down the hole there, um, as opposed to places where maybe the dissolved oxygen isn't all that greater. It's a little lower. Uh, the fish might be a little bit, uh, lethargic there. So uh, making sure you've got some some fresh bait on there um, might just move that fish into uh, taking a nip at the minnow. Um, you know, if the fish likes uh, what he takes, then uh, maybe another bite, and then you got your fish. The other thing too is that uh, you know things like that might be able to. Uh, Spur a bit of a uh, a mini rush of eating, get a little more active fish in there. That can uh, that can turn the fish on. So, I know I'm kind of shifting gears just a little bit here, but uh, you know, that's uh, got to be thinking about these things as well. So once you found those areas, then then you got to be thinking about uh, about that live bait, and certainly too, um, you know, you've got the option of. Chunk of minnow, things like that. Keep those things in mind as well when uh, when you're headed out there. Um, again, if you're not finding anything, you know, move to some other areas. Uh, there's plenty of places out there to uh, to check out, and certainly, you know, if you're not finding uh, those viable weeds, that, that's what makes having one of those cameras really helpful is that you're able to drop down into the hole there, take a look around, see what's down there. Um, I mean, you can tell probably some things from your uh, uh, depth finder, what have you, you, you know, your Markhams and things like that. But, uh, you know, it, it just sometimes it, that, that camera is, is very helpful. It's like, okay, I'm seeing some, some good green here, uh, you know, and just uh, you kind of will know a little bit more as far as uh, those viable weeds. And if you do, eh, that's a place to try out. You know, obviously, if you don't get a bite after five or ten minutes, uh, you know, if you're not getting any hits, things like that after a while, yeah, maybe think about, uh, you know, either rebating, starting over, trying a different area. Um, just uh, think about that as well. I mean, like I said, there's, you know, you're looking for those those areas where there's uh, not necessarily current, um, you know, off the current, 
but still where there's the viable weeds that are able to take advantage of that good dissolved oxygen. Like I said, I don't think we've had really uh, those cold, cold days where, you know, that ice just, just continues to grow and grow and grow, and it just it locks in some of those back channels and places like that, and, you know, the fish get trapped in there, and then you get that winter kill and uh, things like that. I don't... <clears throat> I don't think we've had that that kind of a winter this year, but um, you know, there's always going to be places where the the fish are going to get. There's going to be winter kill. Let's just put it that way. So, uh, and again, it just comes down to that lack of dissolved oxygen. So, just to keep that in mind when you're uh, when you're out fishing, uh, if you've got one of those cameras, you know, you're looking for, like I said, you're looking for places where there are. There's good greenery, if you will. <laughs> and and there'll be some good greenery there over on the pike anyway, because somebody uh, decided to, uh, uh, and this is a diff- different kind of greenery. I don't think there's going to be a lot of dissolved oxygen. might be a good place to check out eventually, but uh, somebody was donating a couple of uh, Christmas trees to the uh, the fish as soon as the uh, the ice opens up there anyway. If you drove across there you, and look off to the left as you're headed into Minnesota there, you'll you'll see what I mean. But um, funny how they got it. You know, Santa must have dropped them off or something there. <laughs> but, yeah, that's uh, might be a few fish there uh, come springtime. Anyhow, uh, it is uh, 842 coming up uh, in just a few moments. I'll talk a little bit more about this in just a couple of moments here, too. Uh, I'm going to take a short break and come back in just a couple of moments with more of WKTY Outdoors here on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. City Life, you're in the thick of it. Neighbors can be friendly, but you prefer them further away. You're looking for something more quiet, more relaxing, room to stretch out, absorbing the vibrant colors of all four seasons. Talk to Tony Ryerson from Coldwell Banker River Valley Realtors. Land for hunting, farming, or that perfect country home you imagine every time you hear your neighbors. Whatever you're looking for, Tony can seek it out. Get the plot of land you've always wanted and can finally afford. Contact Tony at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Winter Rec Fest is right around the corner. A chance to compete in a variety of outdoor events like snow volleyball, snow softball, broom ball, and curling. Now is the time to sign up to take part. Gather your team and sign up by contacting the Lacrosse Park and Rec Department. Deadline for registration is January 16th. More details are available online at cityoflacrosse.org. The 33rd annual Winter Rec Fest, benefiting the Youth Enrichment Association, is proudly sponsored by WKTY 96.7 FM. 580 AM. I am Samantha Fortune. I work at Five Star Telecom. And I'm Jim from SignPro. We have a lot of stuff that we are working with them on. One of the things is those big floor displays for our business expo signage. But you know, SignPro does more than just signs, banners, trade show displays? Yes. They've also done the floor pull-up banners. Vehicle wraps? Yes, they've done our vehicle wrap. They do even on like five-gallon buckets. We do five-gallon buckets? It's in the works. (laughs) It's to get people to your booth. Otherwise, people are just going to walk past you. When you walk by the five-star telecom booth, you're drawn in. And when I call there, I get a live person. So call SignPro. 
and talk to a real sign professional. Might even be me. Even if it's Jim, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Go to a pro. Sign pro. Call 782-3456. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And just to uh, kind of wrap up things, uh, just a couple of other points I wanted to make here before uh, uh, wrapping up the subject here of, of uh, winter fishing. It's a little, it's not quite related to that, but it's... Um, you know, talk about making sure your bait's fresh during, you know, to improve your success during the, the winter months. Um, so let's you know, take it to the conclusion anyway. You've got the fish. That's great. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean you've landed it or pulled it through the hole. Um, I guess I always, I, I look at it, you know, is that it, it's, it's compared to open water fishing anyway, it's it, it, ice fishing, you know, it's sort of a double challenge, um, you know, You've, you've got to fight the fish to keep it from, you know, breaking the line. Then you've got sort of the extra problem of uh, getting it through the hole. So I've got a couple tips to share with you anyway, and hopefully that uh, you'll get plenty of practice at solving this particular problem. A lot of times it's not necessarily an issue, but, you know, it, it, it for some people, you know, and I, I'm thinking it's like, you saying that 45-inch northern that uh, uh, was talking about uh, earlier in the show. It's like, uh, yeah, there's uh, that, that's going to be a challenge to uh, pull that one through the hole. Great that you can, but, you know, there's uh, um, it's not like hauling up a bluegill or a crappie or anything like that by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, and certainly this is true during open water season as well. Uh, you know, keep the line tight. You know, don't give the fish any slack in the line, because uh, once you do, then the the fish is going to be gone either by spitting out the hook or snapping the line. Uh, once you put more pressure on the line, um, and and I think I'm kind of guilty of this too at times as well. You know, don't try to overpower the fish all at once either. Uh, you know, let the equipment do what it's supposed to do. Um, you know, overpowering is is what I would describe as trying to haul the fish out with one big motion. Um, and that's, you know, not necessarily the best, you know, what you end up doing sometimes is just breaking the line because, you know, you've exceeded the, the test limit of the line or, you know, you pull the hook out and, you know, it may not have been in there the best anyway. Um, so, you know, slow and steady actions, a gradual reeling into the line, you know, with good tension on the line, uh, is a, uh, is a much better approach. Um, okay. So then take it to the next step. So you got it to the hole. Okay. You reach down, grab the line and start hauling in a nice size walleye or whatever. Guess what? The fish breaks the line. You lose the lure and the fish. No, you got to let the fish uh, get up in the hole, you know, keep the tension on the rod and line and then, uh, then reach down and pull it in. Um, even if it takes a couple of tries, you know, 
heck, even the dumbest fish knows it doesn't want to go up the hole into who knows what. Um, you know, let the fish miss the hole, miss the hole a time or two. You know, if you've got a good hook set and keep the rod tight, you'll get it in anyway. But you know, trying to force the fish into and through the hole, you know, might lead the line catching on the edge of the ice at the bottom of the hole, which of course may lead to a break off. Um, also, don't be surprised uh, by a fight as you get the head out of the hole. The fish always true uh, in open water, but this is in ice fishing as well. Fish always seems to, you know, they've always got that last bit of struggle um, when you're, you know, just this close to landing them. So have a little patience. It's hard for me to say, I know. Uh, you, know uh, you know, once you get the head out, just, you know, reach down, haul them in. Uh, or just, you know, pull them out if it's a smaller fish. But, um, you know, have some patience, keep that line tight, and uh, I think above all, just kind of in, you know, have fun, enjoy it, enjoy the fishing, just do it right is the bottom line here. So uh, that's something to, uh, some things to keep in mind. And it's just, it, you know, it, I get, like I said, I'm just, I'm thinking of, of you know, that, uh, that good northern, you know, 45 inches. I mean, if I'm, uh, you know, trying to pull that thing out of the hole and get that in, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not, you know, it's like, I'd be a little on the, my adrenaline would be a little bit pumped up, I think, you know, it's certainly, not going to get quite as excited over a uh, a good sized bluegill, but you know. So yeah, you know there are times when you know you just kind of have to, and and it becomes sort of uh, the phrase I always think of as sort of muscle memory. You know, after a while, you know if you get get some good practice in, um, then it becomes a little easier. It becomes a little more uh, automatic, but. Um, and just something, there are times when you just have to, get, have to kind of, you know, go back and start thinking of the basics there. And, and it's like, okay, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got and, and just, that's the, uh, the only way you'll, uh, you'll make it happen. So, and even for experienced guys, you know, you, every once in a while, you just kind of have to, you know, think about the basics so, and be, uh, you know, try to be as consistent as possible. Got to take another break here. It is 851 at WKTY, and you're listening to WKTY Outdoors here on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. You may want to wear your hip waders. It gets pretty deep at Ace of Lacrosse. If you're an ice fisherman, stop in and visit with the experts. They carry your favorite brands like Eagle Claw, Hummingbird, Striker, Beaver Dam tip-ups, and more. Serious sportsmen and women know that quality products and knowledgeable advice can be found in Sportsland, the all-sports department at Ace. And who knows, they may even share their favorite fishing spot. Or maybe not. Ace Hardware, the official hardware store of the Wisconsin Badgers. My dad came to live with us last month, and you know... It's going pretty well. I feel like I never have time for myself. With him being around more, it really lets us catch up on things. His memory isn't what it used to be. We get up and we have coffee. He usually wakes up at 4.30. Then we go for a walk. He needs lots of my attention. 
I do need to keep an eye on his medications, though. That's important. Sometimes I feel like a pharmacist. I'd say John and the kids are adjusting. Pretty well. They honestly have no idea what I'm going through. It can be a little challenging. Help. But so far, so good. I could really use just a little help. For those dealing with the daily struggles of caring for a loved one, we hear you. That's why AARP created a community with experts and other caregivers for advice, tips, and support. Together, let's help each other better care for ourselves and the ones we love. Visit aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. WKTY 96.7 FM, 5.80 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. It's 8.53. Got a few minutes uh, left to go in the program here. Uh, Just uh, taking a look at a few uh, bits and pieces here. Uh, Coming up uh, in uh, four days, as a matter of fact. The uh, January chapter meeting of uh, Cooley Region Trout Unlimited. Uh, this time it is down at the Viroqua American Legion uh, in Viroqua. And uh, drinks and dinner, if you'd like, get underway at 6. The presenta- or presentation, I should say, uh, starts at 7. And uh, this time around, uh, Duke Welter is going to be talking about upcoming stream projects that the uh, chapter will be working on. Uh, so if... Uh, if you're of a mind and down in that neck of the woods, stop on in. Check it out. Good organization. And then, of course, uh, uh, they've got their annual banquet coming up uh, on the 22nd of next month uh, at Cedar Creek in Onalaska. And if uh, if you've ever been to that, boy, that's a uh, that's a fun evening. Just uh, a lot of good uh, a lot of good conversation uh, around fishing and. It's just uh, um, I've had a few pleasant evenings uh, at those uh, at those banquets, so always a good time uh, to uh, to check that out as well. But yeah, just you know, CooleyRegionTU.org is their uh, is their website. So if you're uh, looking for uh, more information, that's the uh, the place to check out. But yeah, or, or just Google it up. Um, you know, Cooley Region Trout Unlimited. They'll uh, that'll you'll find it. So uh, some other uh, fishing news anyway. Uh, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is directing dozens of wildlife refuges to uh, return to work to make sure hunters and others have access. Uh, despite the government shutdown, um, the Associated Press obtained an email sent Tuesday from Margaret Everson, the principal deputy director at the Fish and Wildlife Service. Uh, in it, uh, she advises that 38 wildlife refuges around the country uh, will bring back furloughed staff using carryover funds. Uh, she cites uh, opportunities, including hunting, that uh, are being lost in the shutdown. Uh, now, for more than, uh, you know, let's see, what, what did we just hit, 22 days here? So uh, the shutdown is uh, uh, handicapped government services and furloughed hundreds of thousands of government employees without pay. Uh, wildlife groups urged Wednesday that refuges and national parks be closed uh, in the sh- during the shutdown, anyway, to uh, prevent harm because there's just nobody around kind of monitoring things. And I know there's uh, uh, a friend of mine that uh, um, 
spends a lot of time in, in parks and places like that. Uh, uh, very passionate outdoors person. Um, shared a few articles. Yeah, just uh, stupid people. And I'm not necessarily talking about the politicians, although any day they can drop into that category. But no, people are just, you know, taking advantage of those, uh, those situations, you know, whether it's, and, and we've certainly seen the stories about the trash and things like that. But I mean, they're, they're, they're going cutting down trees and, and uh, just not cleaning up after themselves and camping and, and just, you know, going places where they, they shouldn't be with vehicles and, and just making a mess of things. So, From that perspective, let's uh, let's hope this ends soon, so uh, those places don't get any more damaged or destroyed than uh, than they already have been. Fortunately, it's not you know, been terribly bad, but yeah, there have been uh, have been some places where uh, it just hasn't been uh, all the best. So, uh, finishing things up here. Let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. The uh, It'll be a couple months yet, but uh, um, bonus spring harvest or turkey, turkey harvest authorizations go on sale March eighteenth. Um, I was lucky enough to get one of them anyway. Uh, there were one hundred thirty-five thousand successful applicants who received twenty nineteen spring wild turkey harvest authorizations uh, following the completion of the uh, application drawing. Um, about two hundred forty-five thousand. Uh, authorizations were available for the spring turkey season. Um, bonus harvest authorizations that were not issued in the drawing will be available for purchase uh, beginning March the 18th. And the uh, Wisconsin DNR uh, mailed postcard notifications to successful applicants. Um, hunters can also monitor their harvest authorization status in their online account as well. Along with the uh, spring turkey harvest authorization, a valid uh, 2019 spring turkey license and wild turkey stamp are required to hunt turkeys in Wisconsin. Um, license and stamp privileges may be purchased online at the uh, uh, DNR's website, gowild.wi.gov, uh, or at any license agent beginning uh, in March at the start of the license year. Um, and then, of course, the uh, the seasons are... Coming up, starting March 18th uh, as well. Um, also as well, uh, if you're thinking of uh, out in Monroe County, the Fort McCoy area, uh, the spring turkey hunting season is managed separately from the Wisconsin spring turkey hunt, uh, and hunters may apply for a 2019 spring turkey harvest authorization at Fort McCoy only if they have not received one through the regular spring turkey drawing. And uh, you can get a hold of the folks out at Fort McCoy, um, Go to their website as well. It's uh, McCoy.Army.Mill, and uh, you can get more information on that as well. Hey, got to wrap things up for this Saturday. Thank you very much for uh, listening this morning. Appreciate uh, appreciate you being here. I hope you had a good time and enjoyed a few, uh, got a few things out of today. We'll do it again next Saturday with another edition of WKTY Outdoors. So until then, if you get a chance to get outside and do a little recreating, make it a safe one. And we'll see you next Saturday. Western Wisconsin Sports League. Touchdown! WKTY Lacrosse, 96.7 FM, 580 AM.